Welcome to episode 59 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Yo, endearingly earnest earlobes. Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 59, a podcast about artificial intelligence. You can find us on Twitter at CSP and at the real GWFF Guff, the real Guff. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of June 2023 and Two Corners Knowledge and AI Prompt Engineering, plus the half a corner that is my worldly tips. Well, would you believe it? I have only gone and subscribed to nothing other than ChatGPT+. Uh, on holiday, my writing team badgered me whilst I was sipping my coffee at breakfast and enjoying a croissant, uh, and said, hey, you, why have you not got this, you stupid human? Why don't you use this, silly, silly, silly fella? You've been doing the old AI.cooking for two years, two years now, two years of information, and have I touched anything knowingly artificial intelligence related in that time no well that time has ended because me and the chat gpt well we're good friends now yes i've been chatting away with the gpt and i i I do love it i think it's great i think it's it's informative and it's got a a sort of whimsical hallucinatory side to it as a creative myself i'm finding beautiful ways to get wonderful little stories out of it tying it up in knots or is it tying me up in knots who cares we're both having a great time together you can use the free version obviously i just i I don't really i never ever really i just thought you know for the extra whatever's it might as well be worth it and it seems to be because i really am enjoying it so that's my personal gpt update you can find more about that on no agenda social at gwoof at no agenda social.com where i've been tooting my little horn about it (laughs) it's very interesting i just love the way that just I, i forever i've been thinking about this forever i've always wanted to use technology in a capacity to somewhat make some organization out of the chaos the chaos that is my life i enjoy chaos i enjoy being in it i I find it fun and entertaining Uh, but i would like to have a little bit more order (laughs) not not total order and a half and half in between you know happy medium and the chat gpt is is really helping me out with that so far, so good. I'm going to use it to attempt to build myself a little AI pub assistant for my main hustle. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Other than that, we'll see how far we go, won't we? Right. That's enough about me and my little... Oh, no, hold on. My little uh, corners update. I think I told you about the half a lemon, half a lime. Well, the next thing in in my, in my routine, my daily routine uh, with uh, is... Uh, let's go for did we say coffee let's do a cup of coffee coffee yes gets me up in the morning wife goes to me would you like a coffee i said well have i ever said no to that darling no i've never have i i think i might have done once i don't know our first news item is microsoft 
made several AI announcement at Build 2023 conference. Among others, one of the biggest announcements was Windows 11 AI Copilot. All Windows machines will integrate a new AI agent within the taskbar. Oh no, that means my blooming is going to take another 20 minutes to start the PC up whenever I turn it off, which is very rarely. <laughs> Great. Ooh. Bing plugins to Windows. Plugins are coming to Windows. And developers can build plugins that work across ChatGPT, Bing, Dynamics 365 Copilot, and Microsoft 365 Copilot. Bing Browser. Bing will be the default search engine in ChatGPT, enabling browsing for all free ChatGPT users. Windows Terminal. GitHub Copilot integration in Windows Terminal. AI Hub. A new section in the Microsoft Store for the best AI experiences built by the developer community and Microsoft. DevHome. A new developer-friendly dashboard for enhanced productivity for Windows developers. Through these innovations, Microsoft has firmly grounded its position as the powerhouse of the AI landscape. You've really gone all out, Microsoft, very early. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see whether those those early gains actually pay off for them. I mean, they've got a pretty stranglehold over the market, haven't they, anyway? So pff, how could they fail? <laughs> it's nice. We're at the little stage where... Uh, you know, AI is quite benevolent and still a bit hallucinatory, which is, I think, quite fun, as I've said. Two in other news. Lies! 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 This news item was not true. An AI drone went rogue during a simulated USAF-US Air Force test. In the simulation keyword there, simulation, the AI drone was aiming to eliminate a surface-to-air missile threat, but it started attacking the human operator. Oh no! Vice.com is reporting why it is not true. What's this got to do with a vice, eh? USAF official says he misspoke about AI drone killing human operator in simulated test. The Air Force's chief of AI test and operations initially said an AI drone killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. A USAF official who was quoted saying the Air Force conducted a simulated test, simulated test, where an AI drone killed its human operator is now saying he misspoke 
and that the Air Force never ran this kind of test. Oh, no, the Air Force would never be running this kind of... No, in a computer simulation, again, simulation, or otherwise. Colonel Hamilton admits he misspoke in his presentation at the FCAS summit, and the rogue ahydrone simulation was a hypothetical thought experiment from outside the military based on plausible scenarios and likely outcomes rather than the actual USAF real-world simulation. The Royal Aeronautical Society, the organization where Hamilton talks about the simulated test, told Motherboard in an email, We've never run that experiment, nor would we need to in order to realize that this is a plausible outcome. Colonel Tucker, Cinco Hamilton, the USAF's chief of AI test and operations, said in a quote included in the Royal Aeronautical Society's statement, Despite this being a hypothetical example, this illustrates the real-world challenges posed by AI-powered capability and is why the Air Force is committed to the ethical development of AI. It's always nice when your military is committed to ethics. <laughs> Isn't it? That's really going to give them the edge on the battlefield. <laughs> Initially, Hamilton said that an AI-enabled drone killed its human operator in a simulation conducted by the U.S. Air Force in order to override a possible no order stopping it from completing its mission. Before Hamilton admitted he misspoke, the Royal Aeronautical Society said Hamilton was describing a simulated test that involved an AI-controlled drone getting points for killing simulated targets, not a live test in the physical world. Wow, there's a lot to unpack with that one. Firstly, wow. That was an accent and a half, I think I did there. You'll all agree. If you'd like me to read this in American-ish, I could give it a go if it would endear you to me a little bit more than you may already be endeared to me. Most of you who do not like the old British accent, the one that I currently have to use, considering I am from the demented island of Britain, held captive by my... <laughs> British captors here in the Kingdom of Kent, where I prefer to reside. Yeah, just, you know, send me a message, say, hey, you, do the American thing all the way through. They'll love it loads more. You get loads more stuff if you did that. Because I have heard little, little comments here or there on other lesser known podcasts about my Britishness and my waffling being 50% of this, the content in this show, which is great. Yeah, preposterously great i love it when other people talk about me good or bad behind my back in front of me don't care really don't care is it gonna affect what i do now no so well maybe it will do because you'll tell me to do the american thing i kind of time time myself up here so uh let's just carry on shall we oh yeah i'm gonna say this air force thing this is this is some this is some crazy uh crazy stuff here crazy stuff because it's like hey we're gonna just misspeak 
just to judge. And I can see this happening over and over again. It's a, it's a, it, it, people are being traumatized by the AI, the idea of AI rather than uh, accepting that it, it's a great tool that we could all use to be really nicer to each other. It, it it's very it's very sort of controlling, and it's a bit concerning as well. Concerning for the controllers to controllers con trollers they are bad trolls <laughs> well there you go we got there in the end thirdly the verge is reporting from computex 2023 trade show msi is hopping on the generative ai train or at least it's trying to the company is working on a program called ai artist which it hopes to preload onto future MSI devices. You select a style. Manga and realism are currently available. You select a size, and you type what you want to be drawn into a text box. Watch the wheel spin for a while, and AI artist spits out an image. Uh, yes, there might be there's tools, there's things that are available to do this anyway. So uh, what, 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 what they, why are they doing that? Why are they bothering to do that? Um, maybe all uh, integrated tech assemb- assembly lines will have their own version of everything, their own GPT. Hold on, wife's at the window. Oh yeah, right. am I right? Right. What a lovely lady my wife is. I do love her to bits. It's a shame she doesn't listen to this show to, to hear me say that sort of stuff. But I do say it to her in real life anyway. So yeah all the time it's nice be nice to if you if you care about someone tell them you, you don't have to wait for an opportunity to do that sort of thing just just carpe diem baby seize the day fourthly amid growing worries about ai's power tech leaders and politicians alike are arguing for regulating the technology Leaders of OpenAI, Microsoft, and Google spoke publicly in favor of regulation and met privately with world leaders. Meanwhile, national governments proposed new guardrails for generative AI. Corporate leaders hit the road to spread words of caution. Silly sausages. They're just trying to cramp down on the open source stuff, aren't they? Well, you leave us open source bros alone, all right? Open AI, open in name only, right? Ugh. That's what I, I, I asked the old chat GPT-4 about how I implement open AI stuff, uh, like open source AI stuff, and it's very cagey with its responses. I think they've coached a lot of this thing to, to, to point you in the direction of the less open source stuff tech wise ai tech wise anyway but we shall find out more as the time goes along and i progress in my ability to harness the super tech fifthly experimental pop star grimes released grimes ai one a generative audio tool that allows anyone to make recordings of their own singing or speech sound like her voice As of May 24th, users had generated more than 15,000 cloned vocal tracks and submitted more than 300 fully produced songs to streaming services, the New York Times reported. 
oh, okay, well, it's flooding the zone with noise. I'd like to see some good noise come out of that or hear some good noise. I like my old stuff. 1979 is my favourite year in music. I just like listening to some stuff then. But then again, I'm a little outlier, aren't I? Uh, yeah, not your typical. Sixthly, administrators at Proctor High School in Utica, New York, decommissioned an AI-powered weapon detector by Evolve Technologies. That's E-V-O-L-V. No E at the end of the E for Evolve Technologies after a student snuck a knife into school, BBC reported. I In my head, where I saw student snuck, <laughs> my brain told me to say student stuck a knife into the school. <laughs> ah, take that, school. Well, I hate you trying to teach me stuff. Well, I don't need to know that. Teach me useful things like taxes and more gadgets <laughs> no 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 Shh, don't be teaching kids that stuff the school installed this system in 2022 for 3.7 million us dollars yeah more money down the drain down the old ai drain the black hole so yeah well done you guys for decommissioning that stuff <laughs> I hope you replaced it with something. Sad that you have to have that anyway, really. Why can't we just turn our little children into good people, huh? Hmm? Yeah? Looking at you, education system. Yeah. Seven! Tim Brooks and colleagues at UC Berkeley built Instruct Picks to Picks, a method that fine-tunes a pre-trained text-to-image model to revise images via simple instructions like swap oranges with bananas without selecting the area that contained oranges. Instruct picks to picks. Uh, picks is P-I-X, so instruct picks, P-I-X. Two is in the number picks, P-I-X, in case you wanted to search for it. It's all one word as well up there. Works with traditional artwork, for which there is no initial prompt, as well as generated images. Nom 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 nom. Number eight. The European... Oh, just had an idea there. Maybe I should get a little soundboard, and in between articles we could signify the change in news item with the sound of someone chomping into something and, and in that way lean into the name ai.cooking a name which is pretty difficult and not very catchy but whatever it's the one we've got so we're going to go with it i was told that ai news.show was not a good name so whatever hey uh, so yeah we could do that couldn't we I'll, maybe i'll do that maybe i won't I should get some sort of soundboard and uh, it's all going to come together, I think. Uh, Q4, 2027. The European Centre for Algorithmic Transparency, or ECAT, E-C-A-T. That's cool. European Centre for Algorithmic Transparency. That's cool. I like that. We'll study the algorithms that identify categorize and rank information on social media sites and search engines. ECAT is empowered to determine whether algorithms, AI or otherwise, comply with the European Union's Digital Services Act, 
which aims to block online hate speech, certain types of targeted ads, and other objectionable content. That's that. That in itself is is an incredibly scary sentence. <laughs> Those guys. Well, well, it's better when. Well, they they'll never they'll never do it. But we all agree, don't we? Really, that it's better when governments just really don't do much. <laughs> That's the, that's the best way that they can operate. Uh, the agency, which is not yet fully staffed. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Get me a job over there. I'll, I'll have I'll have fun with that one. We'll have between thirty to forty employees, including specialist AI researchers. Oh, just please, yeah, anything but this. Because I've just had people at the pubs, and you try and get people to work work. F- with you i never say for but with and, and they just leave and they're, oh, they're not very good at this it's a, it's a terrible time to be an employer <laughs> really is i'm trying to get people that are of a later generation because they seem to have a semblance of ethics and uh something that i just don't really get from um from anywhere else but hey ho whatever <sighs> number nine JP Morgan Chase trained a model based on ChatGPT to score statements by a United States financial regulator according to whether it plans to raise or lower interest rates, Bloomberg reported. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> we can't decide. Oh, up, down, left, right. Where do we go? I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> A week before the Federal Reserve's next meeting, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. unveiled an artificial intelligence-powered model that aims to decipher the central bank's messaging <laughs> and uncover potential trading systems. Uh, sorry, potential trading signals. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if your central bank, you didn't need to decipher their their messaging <laughs> because they were using the same language that you were using <laughs> and it was fairly obvious what they what they were saying it's just this is crazy what a crazy world we live in where the central banks just kind of you know make it up as they go along and everyone guesses what they're saying <laughs> That's mental oh wow what a world what a wonderful world <laughs> Based off of Fed statements and central banker speeches going back 25 years, the firm's economists, including Joseph Lapton, employed a ChatGPT-based language model to detect the tenor of policy signals, effectively rating them on a scale from easy to restrictive in what JP Morgan is calling the Hawk Dove score. Well, it's got a good name, Hawk Dove. <laughs> one's terrible, the other one's peace, allegedly. <laughs> no, well, hawks aren't terrible, are they? They're just fierce, aren't they? They're like fierce things. I'm guessing I've never held one. Hey, you got a cup of sugar. Double figures, number 10. Text-to-image generators are visualizing the next wave of architectural innovation. Patrick Schumacher, Schumacher, principal architect at Zaha Hadid Architects, 
explained how the company uses generative AI to come up with ideas. <laughs> In my head. Oh, I just heard him be like, Oh, we just, my bra- our brains, we don't use the brains no more. So we just let the computer do the brains thing. We don't need the ideas. The computer does the ideas. He made the remarks at an industry roundtable called AI and the Future of Design. The architects use Dolly 2, Midjourney, and Stable Diffusion to generate exterior and interior images of concepts in development. Oh my, well, well next cities are going to look strange unless they hammer out those hallucinations. <laughs> Get ready for some Dolly like buildings. Schumacher showed generated images for projects in development, including a high-rise complex in Hong Kong and Neom, a massive smart city planned for Saudi Arabia. Legs 11. Tiny ML shows promise for bringing deep learning to applications where electrical power is scarce. Processing in the cloud is impractical. And forward slash or data privacy is paramount. The trick, the trick there, the trick, the trick is to get high performance algorithms to run on hardware that offers limited computation, memory, and electrical power. Michael Bechtel, Kui Tao Weng, and He Chol Yun at University of Kansas built a neural network that steered Deep Picar Micro, a radio-controlled car outfitted for autonomous driving, around a simple track. This work extends earlier work in which the authors built neural networks for extremely limited hardware. And twelfthly, without dozen, Photoshop just got AI superpowers. Generative Fill is a feature that empowers Photoshop users to tap into the strength of Firefly right on their desktop. Generative Fill interprets simple, natural language to guide Photoshop into producing visually impressive images. Whether it's adding elements, replacing parts of a picture, or expanding an image's edges, the possibilities are near endless. Adobe is democratizing expert-level design, making it simpler and more accessible. And with our baker's dozen, Google is introducing conversational AI to Google Ads. Feed it your landing page and watch in awe as it conjures up words, headlines, descriptions, images, and more for your campaign. And sticking with Google with number 14, Google Bard includes relevant images in some responses now. Examples include asking Bard things such as Give me landscaping inspiration for my small city backyard. 15. NVIDIA Research has developed Neuralangelo. <laughs> Neuralangelo. <laughs> I like that. That's quite good. Because there was the other guy, wasn't it? Da Vinci? Wasn't he an Angelo? 
uh, what? Well, oops, let's find out. An AI model that leverages neural networks for 3D reconstruction from 2D video clips. The new model can turn videos from any device into detailed 3D structures. Some potential applications of this technology include art, video game development, and robotics. When skills such as 3D modeling and rendering become available to anyone with a smartphone, the possibilities truly become endless. Chad, I just thought, like, this is... Because I had a little look when I figured out that we was doing it for two years. And I thought, well, that's funny. Let's have a look at the first ones and stuff. And you can see the length of the show just increases and increases. And it's not to my chagrin because, quite honestly, I can, I'm a chatterbox. I can talk my pind leads off a donkey, let's face it. But <laughs> with the AI stuff, and it's just going to be more and more prevalent in society, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for quite a while, aren't I? So, yeah. Oh, by the way, thanks to the person who gave us a boost for a boostergram saying that they were happy with us. I will find you you now on my app. <laughs> um, where are you, beautiful man? Here it is. At a white mic at noagendasocial.com sent us a boostergram and it's very welcome i can tell you very very welcome very nice to be thrown some change in in your face when you're doing this stuff uh he said free monkey money this almost feels like throwing money at homeless people but it's fun and he sent us 69, 69, dudes, 69, 69 sats. And he sent it using Podverse. So thank you, A White Mike. Very kind of you. I shall take your 69, 69, and I shall crawl to the wife with it later and say, look what somebody suggested we partake in. Uh-huh. 17, Lee. Time just released their new AI cover. The case for taking AI seriously as a threat to humanity. Oh, God. Time. Time magazine, eh? One thing you can say about them is that they've been around for a while. <laughs> Not always correct, but always entertaining nonetheless. According to Time... AI researchers believe that developing high-level machine intelligence could have a near 10% chance of leading to extremely bad outcomes. <laughs> Which AI researchers? Don't know. Why 10%? Don't know. What are the bad outcomes? Don't know. <laughs> I'm doing a little uh, drinker thing of the YouTube review dude. Critical drinker. I like that guy. He's uh, always quite funny. 18. NVIDIA launched AI Supercomputer, the trillion parameter instrument of AI. Open up enormous potential in the age of AI with a new class of AI Supercomputer that fully connects 256 NVIDIA Grace Hopper Superchips into a singular GPU. Whoa, imagine the frame rates you get off that bad boy. NVIDIA 
DGX-GH200 is designed to handle terabyte-class models for massive recommender systems, generative AI, and graph analytics, offering 144 terabytes of shared memory with linear scalability for giant AI models. Yay, the giants are coming back. Woo! Way! We haven't seen them for a while. So nice, I guess, for things just to, you know, nothing new is under the sun, all that. 19! That's my wife's favourite number. 19. NVIDIA is reporting. Introducing NVIDIA Ace for games. Spark life into virtual characters with generative AI. Imagine a game in which you could have intelligent, unscripted, and dynamic conversations with non-playable characters, NPCs, with persistent personalities that evolve over time, and accurate facial animations and expressions all in your native tongue? Could you imagine it? Imagine it for me right now, just... Do a little imagining as I'm speaking. Generative AI technologies are making this a reality. And at Computex 2023, we announced the future of NPCs with the NVIDIA Avatar Cloud Engine, or ACE for games. NVIDIA ACE for Games is a custom AI model foundry service that aims to transform games by bringing intelligence to non-playable characters through AI-powered natural language interactions. Yeah, I, I did see a video, not about this, but about this sort of, well, similar-ish topic on YouTube, um, recommended to me by the Algos. Say it was this someone has put I think it was it was Whisper and another another AI program and ChatGPT together to turn one of the companions in Skyrim into their very own ChatGPT personality that they can talk to as they play Skyrim and Skyrim is wow I mean that is one I must have bought it at least four times. <laughs> At least, I know someone that's bought it six times. Um, so, but you know, people still playing it. People like it. So, if this stuff can sneak its way into that, I can imagine this to be very profitable. Generative AI has the power to revolutionize the interactivity players can have with game characters and dramatically increase immersion in games. Said John Spitzer, Vice President of Developer and Performance Technology at NVIDIA. Get that man a lozenge and a raise. Building on our expertise in AI and decades of experience working with game developers, NVIDIA is spearheading the use of generative AI in games. Now, as a sometime gamer, I'm all for that. I, uh, I, I normally just play Call of Duty with my friends um, and family, like people I don't see in real life. Not really to do anything other than just chat for a bit and catch up, maybe have a couple of beers yeah, once, twice a week. Used to stop it. I do think it does um, split your attention and your focus a little bit. But whilst the old, um, the old TV script is out there in the wild trying to get some money for me, 
We'll see, won't we? Well, we'll see. And with 20 news items later, we bring you this. Endel and Universal Music Group to create AI-powered, artist-driven, functional music designed to support listener wellness. Ah, It's always nice when multinational super corporations have your wellness in there. I'm sure they're not thinking about anything other than you and your wellness. Let's face it. These guys are so kind. They're so nice. I love them. They love you. Hmm. AI sound wellness company Endel and Universal Music Group UMG, the world leader in music-based entertainment, announced a first-of-its-kind strategic relationship to enable artists and labels to create soundscapes for daily activities like sleep, relaxation, and focus by harnessing the power of AI. For harmonic sound resonance, this is again retreading old ground here, but this is this this has been here before. I've, I can sense it, and it's coming aback. So brace yourselves, people. Under this groundbreaking agreement, the companies will use Endel's proprietary AI technology to enable UMG artists to create science-backed soundscapes designed to enhance listeners' wellness, including both new music and new versions of catalogue music. The partnership will always respect creators' rights and put artists at the centre of the creative process. Uh, what I thought AI was... That's got if the if the artists are in the center, then the AI is surrounding them. I don't know which one would prefer to be where, but in the coming months, UMG will announce the first wave of soundscapes under the new agreement. Endel has previously worked with Republic Records artist James Blake, whose acclaimed ambient wind-down soundscape was released as an album in may 2022 nothing like a bit of music to drown out your old thoughts before you go to sleep isn't it 21 chat gpt nearly passes radiology board exam the ai chatbot's improved version gpt4 performed better and passed the exam an AI chatbot, ChatGPT, has been shown to be able to nearly pass the radiology board exam, according to a study conducted earlier this month. Radiology is a branch of medicine that uses imaging technology to diagnose and treat disease. As described by the Medline Plus Medical Encyclopedia. Oh, that wasn't a human, that was a book. Whoops. Okay, well, never mind. Done it now. This study, published in the peer-reviewed journal Radiology, was conducted between late February and early March of this year, where the AI chatbot was subjected to an organised 150 multiple-choice questionnaire that is designed to match the style, content, and difficulty of the Canadian Royal College and American Board of Radiology examinations. Well, again, I mean, 
it's got to be better than what we've currently got, isn't it? Hasn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know, people. You know, it's got to, it's got to enhance some for someone as long as it's not hidden behind a paywall. Uh, keeping people alive is a good thing, I think, isn't it? I don't know. Some people deserve to live longer than others, but who deserves what? Uh, it's a it's a murky waters we're wading into here philosophically. So I think the best the best course of action in this scenario is just to move on to the next news item. Twenty two, tech crunches reporting, as part of AI push. Chinese tech giant Baidu is now rolling out an AI venture fund. Okay, all right. Let's come get us some Juan here. Here comes yet more money for AI startups. The Chinese search giant Baidu announced that it plans to establish a venture fund with 1 billion Juan, which is 145 million US dollars, to back startups focused on content generated by artificial intelligence applications. Well, that's, you know, that's Chinese doing the thing. They're good at that, aren't they? The best price. They're great at that, actually. I'd say they're better than good. They seem to have got the best price for everything from everywhere, from what what I'm told. Not that what I see, because I'm not in China. I'm in the kingdom of Kent. Reuters, which reported the news earlier, said the company will also launch a competition for developers who build applications off its Ernie large language model or integrate the model into their existing products. Baidu appears to be stealing a page from the playbook of OpenAI, the US company that's been taking the world by storm and that first set aside 100 million US dollars for an AI startup fund in 2021. 23. Wall Street Journal is reporting. AI is writing code now for companies. That is good and bad. Chief information officers could see their job getting more complex, even as generative AI makes software development easier. Generative AI coding tools promise huge efficiency gains for developers, but some tech leaders fear the consequences of spawning too much code too fast. <laughs> it's like, it's good, isn't it? It's, it's just, oh, it's too fast. It's all just coming out of them too fast. This code, like the Matrix, just raining down in the, in the rain thing. Yeah, after a while, the old chief information officers... The CIO should be able to figure it out, I'm sure. IT leaders at United Airlines, Johnson & Johnson, Visa, Cardinal Health, Goldman Sachs and other companies say they are excited about generative AI's potential to automate certain parts of the code writing process and expect it to result in significant productivity gains. However, some IT executives say that lowering the barrier for code creation could also result in growing levels of complexity, technical debt, and confusion as they try to manage a ballooning pile of software, (laughs) literally creating their own balloon. (laughs) Technical debt. I really... <laughs> the, the word debt with the silent B in it. it I just can't. I have to say, debt. 
<laughs> is a broad term describing the expected future costs for applying quick fix solutions. The potential for increased technical debt and orphan code is always a concern when delivery can be accelerated, said Tracy Daniels, chief data officer at financial services company Truist. Oh, that's just a little tangent, but we'll ask because the depth thing reminded me. Depth. Uh, I was at a wedding yesterday and I was sitting around <laughs> and I was on a table <laughs> with the, you know, wedding guests and stuff. My wife's next to me. And I said, it was a vegan wedding, so it was lots of veg. But I said, would you mind passing me the asparagus? <laughs> and they looked at me and I was, asparagus? Asparagus, do you mean? I said, no, I actually mean asparagus. Doesn't that sound much better? Asparagus? Oh, that sounds like something that you get, you know, stuck and have to take antibiotics for. <laughs> asparagus? Wow. Oh, that's exciting, that is. <laughs> 24. Plug-in window of chat GPT user interface now has search box. Previously arduous tapping next was needed to find plugins of interest. Oh, this is actually interesting because I, when I got the old chat GBT plus thing and I looked to add uh, our writing team's uh, extension that they wrote themselves, amazingly, one person writes this thing and it gets up there. Uh, you'd have to like, scroll through page after page and I couldn't find it because there were so many pages and plus I wanted to go and jump in the pause on holiday. And I was bemoaning this to our writing team via a text chat and uh, it seems like they fixed it pretty quick so they must have had some feedback for that which is cool so it couldn't have been too hard to add a little search box in I'm sure so for example to find chat GPT plugin written by CSB it is enough to open plugin store within chat GPT and type podcast search in the search box there you go now you know do i know what it does not really will i use it probably not should i put it on my old chat gpt of course i should 25 a group of industry leaders warned that the artificial intelligence technology they were building might one day pose an existential threat to humanity and should be considered a societal risk on a par with pandemics and nuclear wars <laughs> by the way uh i'm just building this this thing over here and it probably could kill you it might kill everyone but i'm still gonna build it because i've already started and i might as well finish i mean i'm a man i have to finish what i start Right. Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. Reads a one sentence statement released by the Center for AI Safety, a non-profit organization. The open letter was signed by more than 350 executives, researchers and engineers working in AI. <laughs> Just, oh, 
But Monty Python levels of hilarities going on out there in this real world of ours. Monty Python levels. These signatories included top executives from three of the leading AI companies. Sam Altman, chief executive of OpenAI. Demi Hassabis, chief executive of Google DeepMind. And Dario Amadai, chief executive of Anthropic. I just, well, it's like, you know, because everyone's always telling you you're going to die about all these different things. Don't eat that, it'll kill you. And don't smoke that, you'll die. And you'll, you know, die, die, die. You're all going to die. There's asteroids that killed the dinosaurs. That could be back any second. And there's nuclear war. We could blow each other up. There's earthquakes. There's all sorts of ways you can die. And it's, I just think it's just not very healthy. Personally, I don't find it healthy to be consumed with the thoughts of impending doom and have them govern your actions and reactions. I think that with with doing it the other way around, where you just kind of live and you accept death as a as the inevitable end to your life, which is a more healthy outlook and positive one, and one that will uh, accrue you will accrue more value in whatever it is you find valuable by adopting that. So yeah, yeah that's that's my little you take. You probably know that by now if you've been listening. So yeah, although having said that, yeah, AI could probably turn around and do us all in at some point and i think it will i think it'll probably have some sort of moralistic core like all uh, sentience seems to have well most sentience seems to have uh i'm guessing there's some sentience that is purely evil i don't know well this future's unwritten isn't it but it seems to be being written for us by the news items that i am reporting to you so you should definitely keep listening to the show and if you want to always you know send us some value We'll, we'll be definitely open to gobbling that up in a, in a fund. We'll stick it in a fund, eh? We'll have our own fund. It's funny how the word fund is in fun. Fun is in fund. It's implying that, hey, you know, you have fun in this fund. Yeah, words matter. Words matter. Oh, this, look, this looks like a big one. Okay. Uh, 26. Wow, what? We snuck in quite a few here, haven't we? Open AI is reporting via their blog. Improving mathematical reasoning with process supervision. We've trained a model to achieve a new state-of-the-art in mathematical problem-solving by rewarding each correct step of reasoning, process supervision, instead of simply rewarding the correct final answer, outcome supervision. In addition to boosting performance relative to outcome supervision, process supervision also has an important alignment benefit. It directly trains the model to produce a chain of thought that is endorsed by humans. Okay, cool. Yeah, good to have you, the endorsement of your of your um, of your customer base. I think that's probably a good profitable method model, yeah? Introduction. In recent years, large language models have greatly improved in their ability to perform complex, multi-step reasoning. However, even state-of-the-art models still produce logical mistakes, often called hallucinations. Mitigating hallucinations is a key 
critical step towards building aligned AGI. I, uh, my, I just hallucinated the word key into that sentence. It wasn't actually written in the transcript, so... <laughs> yeah but there you go i like hallucinations they're cool man there's you know they're obviously not very useful for accuracy but as as a thing to look at and go wow that's interesting i quite like them we can train reward models to detect hallucinations using either outcome supervision which provides feedback based on a final result or process supervision, which provides feedback for each individual step in a chain of thought. Building on previous work, we conduct a detailed comparison of these two methods using the math dataset as our testbed. We find that process supervision leads to a significantly better performance, even when judged by outcomes. To encourage related research, we release our full dataset of process supervision. Alignment Impact Process supervision has several alignment advantages over outcome supervision. It directly rewards the model for following an aligned chain of thought, since each step in the process receives precise supervision. Process supervision is also more likely to produce interpretable reasoning, since it encourages the model to follow a human-approved process. In contrast, outcome supervision may reward an unaligned process, and it is generally harder to scrutinize. In some cases, safer methods for AI systems can lead to reduced performance, a cost which is known as an alignment tax. In general, any alignment tax may hinder the adoption of of alignment methods due to pressure to deploy the most capable model. Our results below show that process supervision in fact incurs a negative alignment tax, at least in the math domain. This could increase the adoption of process supervision which we believe would have positive alignment side effects. Well, it's good to have positive side effects in any fashion. So as long as it's getting better all the time, I have to admit it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. That can't get no worse. 27. Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, has revealed the near-term roadmap of OpenAI. 2023. Cheaper and faster GPT-4. This is their top priority. In general, OpenAI's aim is to drive the cost of intelligence down as far as possible, so they will work hard to continue to reduce the cost of the APIs over time. Hmm. Well, I don't know if shareholders would be happy about companies trying to reduce... Oh, I guess if they're reducing their cost whilst charging the same thing, then that'll be good for them. So yeah, okay, fair enough. Longer context windows. Context windows as high as 1 million tokens are plausible in the near future. Yeah, that'd be good because I've seen on, well, I've been using it on the on the mobile phone uh, browser 
most regularly and i find that once you've you know i've accidentally clicked back on it and lost valuable hours of conversations <laughs> well valuable to me at least that i've had with the chat gpt4 and also annoyingly not never received a validation for my final question or an answer for it so yeah it'd be nice to be able to some like save some sort of well i just did log in to on the laptop earlier to show my wife how it could help us search for a new fridge and it had on the left hand side there was all these um yeah there was all the chats that i'd previously had uh which i'm glad that i am a fully transparent human man that is uh, capable of showing my wife absolutely everything no matter how uh dark and how uh, not fearful of her reaction to my seemingly obvious lunacy i feel it's better just to wear it all on the outside there you go fine-tuning api the fine-tuning api will be extended to the latest models but the exact form for this will be shaped by what developers indicate they really want a stateful api when you call the chat api today you have to repeatedly pass through the same conversation history and pay for the same tokens again and again in the future there will be a version of the api that remembers the conversation history there you go that's that's what i asked for that's there What's this paying for tokens, though? I don't get that is. I just, um... Are they talking about the the uh, the Dolly 2 image thing? Because I, I just pay, like, a monthly thing for it. So, what's the, what's going on there? Weird. Oh, and while we're there, bye-bye, Neva. Aw, it's all gone now, yeah. See you later, Neva. Hello, Kaji, though, which I've used sparingly because it's expensive, but seems to be working, guys. Yeah, go check out that. K-A-G-I dot com. It's got its own AI thing as well. It's pretty useful. Right, carrying on with the... Uh, open ai uh, news article 27 2024 this is what they slate for 2024 right right out in the future there multi-modality this was demoed as part of the gpt4 release but can't be extended to everyone until after more gpus come online come on guys Get those GPUs online. We want to see this multi-modality, whatever that is. 28. Yeah, still going. Yeah. Wakey, wakey. You there. Come on. Woo. You there. Wakey, wakey. Uh, TechCrunch is reporting. No chat GPT in my court. Judge orders all AI-generated content must be declared and checked. <laughs> Few lawyers would be foolish enough to let an AI make their arguments, but one already did. And Judge Brantley Starr, that's the hero Judge Brantley Starr, what a name, is taking steps to ensure that debacle isn't repeated in his courtroom. The Tejas, Texas federal judge has added a requirement that any attorney appearing in his court must attest that no portion of the filing was drafted by generative artificial intelligence. Or if it was, then it was checked by a human being. All attorneys appearing before the court must file on the docket a certificate attesting either that no portion of the filing was drafted by generative artificial intelligence, such as 
ChatGPT, Harvey.ai, or Google Bard, or that any language drafted by generative artificial intelligence was checked for accuracy using print reporters or traditional legal databases by a human being. And penultimately, in number 29 news item for AI.cooking for this fortnight, the first in the month of June 2023, Financial Times is reporting about Palantir. Start quote. This week, AI chip maker NVIDIA's market capitalization briefly hit a trillion dollars. AI startups such as Character.ai and Anthropic keep raising money even as funding elsewhere dries up. Palantir's share price has more than doubled in this space of five months. Palantir made its new AI platform widely available. The tool can generate conversational responses using the sort of large language models or LLMs that power chatbots like ChatGPT because it is grounded in customers' specific data, and it should avoid hallucinations, the false answers that plague other chatbots. A demo available on YouTube shows how it might work on the battlefield, helping to identify an enemy tank. Oh look, over there, enemy tank! And offering suggestions on ways to target it. Point your weapons over there! The company says Ukrainian forces are already using some of its initial features. Oh, oh. Ah, is that gonna... Ah... I'm not sure if that's going to be helpful. I mean, the first type of this sort of stuff's never really good, is it, when it first... Maybe it's been around for... I don't know. Palantir is not the only software company racing to show how generative AI can be used for something more productive than writing college essays. <laughs> What's more productive about, you know, completing your education? <laughs> IBM has also announced a new AI platform called Watson X. But IBM's share price is down this year. No financial advice there. Hmm? None whatsoever. Palantir seems to be doing a better job than most of articulating real-world uses. You need a core set of technologies that allow you to bring these LLMs to your enterprise to work on your data, said Shyam Sankar, chief technology officer. And then you need a really strong governance control layer that allows you to develop trust in AI, end quote. Our commentary, please note, dear listener, that our news reporting does not constitute stock buying advice. So don't make decisions about buying stocks based on our stories. CSB from the Transcript team does own several stocks of companies related to AI, including Palantir, but mainly to follow news and stock price more closely, not to invest long term and not to trade short 
short term for profit. That's what happens when you have a, a just a, a insane amount of cash flow coming in and you can afford to do that sort of thing. I cannot afford to do that sort of thing. So I, I don't. All I can afford to do is uh, subscribe to ChatGPT Plus and Kaji. <sighs> right, so yeah, final news item of this fortnight. It's been quite the slog, and we have a huge ending one, so buckle up, buddy. Number 30. I think that could be a record, couldn't it? 30? I don't think I've ever done more than 30 before. I don't think this will be our record-breaking time-based uh, show, though, because <laughs> there was one, wasn't there, that was just ridiculously long. Can't remember that. It's ages ago. I think I was slightly, I got insane by the end of it. That was quite an entertaining episode. Right, here we go. Indian British reporter of Financial Times has interviewed Chinese American science fiction writer Ted Chiang. The machines we have now are not yet conscious. The visionary author on the limits of AI, the uses of science fiction, and why there's a market opportunity for volleyballs. Okay. Some quotes. The machines we have now, they're not conscious, he says. When one person teaches another person... That is an interaction between consciousness is. Meanwhile, AI models are trained by toggling so-called weights or the strength of connections between different variables in the model in order to get a desired output. It will be a will mistake to think that when you're teaching a child, all you're doing is adjusting the weights in a network. Chang's main objection, a writerly one, is with the words we choose to describe all this. Anthropomorphic language such as learn, understand, know, and personal pronouns such as I that AI engineers and journalists project onto chatbots such as ChatGPT create an illusion. This hasty shorthand pushes all of us, he says, even those intimately familiar with how these systems work, towards seeing sparks of sentience in AI tools where there are none. Yeah, I guess you could kind of, yeah, if you wanted to see it, you could see it. You could. I mean, haven't used it sparingly. I think it's kind of childlike in its in its thing, but then even that is anthropomorphic language, isn't it? So very hard to stop oneself from doing that, really, when you, well, when we've been primed to believe in that in that sort of way when our brains have been molded and controlled and and corralled and corralled you know managed that sort of thing sheep dog herded there was an exchange on twitter a while back where someone said what is artificial intelligence and someone else said a poor choice of words in 1954 he says and you know they're right I think that if we had chosen a different phrase for it back in the 1950s, we might have avoided a lot of the confusion that we're having well. Yeah, oh, that is interesting. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Words matter. Words count. Maybe that was by design. Who knows? So if he had to invent a term, what would it be? His answer is instant. Applied statistics. Applied statistics. Wow. Your daughter has heard jokes and found them funny. Chat GPT doesn't find anything funny. And it is not trying to be funny. 
there is a huge social component to what your daughter is doing, he says. Meanwhile, ChatGPT isn't mentally rehearsing things in order to see if it can get a laugh out of you the next time you hang out together. Jiang believes that language without the intention, emotion and purpose that humans bring to it becomes meaningless. Language is a way of facilitating interactions with other beings. That is entirely different than the sort of next token prediction, which is what we have with AI tools now. But ultimately, what makes our lives meaningful is the empathy and intent we get from human interactions, people responding to one another. With AI, he says, it feels like there's someone on the other end, but there isn't. Our opinion, from CSB at least, Ted Chiang is a genius science fiction writer, probably one of the top 10, if not top 5, science fiction writers who are still alive. However, when it comes to artificial intelligence, he is idiot. AI does not need to be conscious to be highly intelligent, and apart from next token prediction based on scanning internet, current AI like ChatGPT and Google Bard can also do reasoning, both mathematical reasoning and common sense reasoning, so logical thinking, and without any need to be conscious. Following only on consciousness is mentally retarded, as AI can still outsmart and kill mankind without needing to be conscious. Ted Chiang is also wrong about being funny. Actually, one can engineer prompts of ChatGPT in a way to produce funny jokes and then fine-tune those jokes by asking context-aware queries like same but don't use the word female or make it even funnier, etc. So ChatGPT can be funny too and it is irrelevant whether it has intention to be funny, what matters is only output. So in summary, Ted Chang is a village idiot. When it comes to LLMs like ChatGPT and Google Bard, he should try them for reasoning too, not just for knowledge sharing to grasp them. Still, he is one of top five living science fiction writers nowadays. And our opinion from me is that maybe Mr. Ted Chang feels a little threatened by the old chat GPT and is uh, trying to get people to swerve it or, you know, protest, do some protesting, you know. But then I do think that words do matter and what we call stuff does matter. So, and I quite like what he called it, Applied Statistics. That's not a terrible, that's not a terrible show title name. I'm kind of half-half on this one. Uh, as far as Ted, Ch- I've never read any Ted Chang, so I can't, uh, I can't call him a genius. I think there are very few geniuses actually alive. Don't really know any of them, if I can think of myself. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so there we go. All right, there we go. That's our, oh, oh, no, corners. AI prompt engineering corner. <laughs> oh, what about if we just call it 
prompt engineering corner, and then we can shorten prompt engineering to PE corner. PE corner. <laughs> <laughs> like going to PE, physical education. You know, remember that? That horrible thing that you used to have to do at school? That was cool, that. Twitter user at HeyBarC writes, that's Hey, H-E-Y-B-A-R-S-E-E. Nine advanced chat GBT prompt techniques that will save you hours a day. One, Pixar storytelling prompt. Prompt, analyze Pixar's 11 rules of storytelling. Mix it with other best storytelling framework and create me a table with rules. Other best framework, both mixed, use in business, use in personal life. Explain using psychology. Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm going to actually copy-paste these into ChatGPT later, and uh, maybe I'll report back in the next episode with what, what the results were, because I'd like to start learning a little bit better prompts. I'm really, in, in really fascinated about the prompt side of it. And that is that is really the... Because um, someone uh, very probably accurately said on No Agenda Social, uh, a fine, fine human specimen named Fergus33, said that it's a G-I-G-O, which is garbage in, garbage out. So if you put garbage in, you'll get garbage out. And I think most people pretty adept at putting garbage in things. So they're probably getting garbage out. Two, generate unlimited prompt ideas. Prompt. You are prompt professional. The most advanced chat GPT prompt writer in the world. I will provide you a prompt. Today, your job is to rewrite the prompts again in 10 different and creative ways. Now ask me what prompt to rewrite. Oh, I guess it's flip it on its head. God, this is good. Oh, glad I've got this already written down in front of me so that I don't have to take notes. I should probably post the transcript somewhere. That's probably a good idea, you know. Is there like some sort of text file you can post into some sort of like show notes thing? Because then people could read along as they listened. I might point this out to the old writing team, see if they like that idea. I'm g- I've given it a sort of... <sighs> 17.89 recurring percent chance of that being uh, considered seriously. Three, simulating valuable conversations between experts. Prompt, simulate a conversation between Steve Jobs and Seft Godin on marketing. <laughs> yes, again, this is good, like this. This is very good. Four, Twitter thread ideas. Prompt, yeah, I wonder where this one came from. <laughs> Give me 10 best Twitter thread ideas by analyzing this viral thread hook. Create a table, idea, and tell why it will work. Give score and give psychology behind it. Here's the viral thread hook. And then insert paste here. Keep going, keep going. Four more to go. These are all good. Five. Gather unique perspectives. Prompt. Insert topic. Write multiple perspectives from a group with different viewpoints. Each perspective, write in their own voice, using phrases that person would use. Where example of topic used in attached video to this tweet was... Why is AI helpful? You should replace it with your own. 6. The most effective chat GPT prompt. Acting as a... Open brackets. Role. Close brackets. Perform. Open brackets. Task. Close brackets. In. Open brackets. Format. Close brackets. 
Examples of role, marketer, inventor, therapist, journalist, advertiser, copywriter, ghostwriter, accountant, entrepreneur, mindset coach, project manager, prompt engineer, website designer, best-selling author, chief financial officer. Examples of task. Essay, recipe, article, ad copy, headline, analysis, blog post, summary, sales copy, video script, SEO keywords, book outline, email sequence, social media post, product description. Examples of format. A-list, PDF, XML, HTML, code, graphs, a table, rich text, summary, markdown, word cloud, spreadsheet, Gantt chart, plain text file. <laughs> don't ask. Just don't ask. Just sit there. Enjoy. Please. If you don't enjoy, turn it off. Otherwise, don't ask. <laughs> Seven. Gamify your journey to one million dollars. US dollars. Okay, here we go. Act as a business expert with access to a pool of experts in all areas of business. These experts have 20 years of experience in multiple successful companies across all domains and countries. Make a gamified real-life step-by-step plan on the fastest route to one million in your personal account. Make sure you have these variables up front. My starting budget is $100. My extra time to execute each week is 20 hours. My location is, insert your location. The plan should include suggestions that are doable each day and gets you one step closer to the goal. Break down in details. If suggested business-related goal are hard to execute, the prompter can answer with, optimize... And new gamified task is given. Make sure you think outside the box. And to be extra creative, the budget should also include a formula of how fast you will reach your goal by measuring the input each day. We call this plan Millionaire's Quest. No, Million Sire Quest. That could be a typo because S and A are very close together on the keyboard. So could be Millionaire Quest, but also Million Sire Quest is an interesting concept. Eight, using color psychology effectively. Prompt, come up with 10 hex color codes for a color palette to evoke. Insert emotion. <laughs> I'm going to do that for all the little insert things from now on because I quite like that. And I was thinking, like, I don't really use, like, a fake robot voice, do I, very often? So that could be my bit for that. The bit for the bit. Nine. Create deadlines for projects. Prompt. Write a work-back schedule for insert project. <laughs> it's like a Dalek, isn't it? From the, from the Doctor Who thing. That's what I'm going for. With a three-week timeline and a deadline of June 12th. And choose me a best framework on 
project topic. Also give ideas and framework on how to complete it faster. So there, that's enough to be getting on with. You lot out there, I'll be getting on with it too. And we'll meet back in a couple of weeks and we'll, you know, I'll show you yours and you can show me mine and we can discuss, can't we? That'd be nice. Oh, also, uh, anyone like listening to this who wants to, I don't know, do a little, because I'm talking to myself mostly, as you probably realise by now, and can get a bit lonely, you know, just talking to yourself. But if you wanted to jump on board and I could interview you about AI, you, dear, dear listener, you don't have to have a super cool mic or whatever. Uh, it doesn't have to be long or, or or you don't even have to have any uh, knowledge or information about AI in general because we could just talk. I'm a talk chatty talk, talker box, talker box chatters. <laughs> and you, if you feel like you are too and you want to have a little chat about AI, maybe ask me some questions that I'll struggle to, to answer. We could just have chat GPT open the whole time and learn together. Wouldn't that be fun? And it could be a whole new branch of AI.cooking. We could call it AI.cooking forward slash with uh, there you go just for a little example there all right so if you do fancy that go get in touch if you're still awake and listening to me by now get in touch go on do it i dare you go on you can find me i'm findable it's only four letters gwff i'm pretty sure you just pop that into your search engine should be able to find me fairly fairly quickly oh knowledge corner Topic of Knowledge Corner in this episode is Transfer Learning Explained on Example of Mobile Net V2 Model. Transfer learning is a technique in machine learning where a pre-trained model is used as the starting point for a related task. This technique is beneficial, particularly in deep learning because it allows us to leverage the learned feature representations of large datasets, which in turn saves significant time and computational resources. Mobile Net V2 is a model that has been trained on a large dataset like ImageNet for image classification tasks. ImageNet has over a million images, covering 1,000 different categories, so the model learns a lot about how to extract features from images. Now, let's say you have a specific task, for example, to classify images of dogs and cats. You don't have a million images, maybe just a few thousand. Training a model from scratch on this small dataset might lead to overfitting. This is where transfer learning comes into play. In transfer learning using MobileNet V2, you would start by loading the pre-trained MobileNet V2 model without its final layer, the one that does the 1000 category classification. Then you add a new layer or set of layers to the end of the model, designed to perform your specific task. In our case, a binary classification layer to distinguish between dogs and cats. The new model starts with the same learned feature representations as MobileNet V2, 
but with the final layer adapted for your specific task. You then train this model on your dogs and cats dataset. The base model layers stay frozen, their weights don't change, but the new final layer learns from your specific dataset. This is a simple example of transfer learning using MobileNet V2. Depending on your specific requirements, there may be different ways to structure the final layers or adjust the training process, but the core idea is that you're transferring the learning from the large general task, image net classification, to a smaller specific task, dog forward slash cat classification. Now, let's talk a little about fine-tuning in transfer learning. Fine-tuning involves unfreezing a few of the top layers of a frozen model base used for feature extraction, and jointly training both the newly added part of the model, in this case the fully connected classifier, and these top layers. This is called fine-tuning because it slightly adjusts the more abstract representations of the model being reused, in order to make them more relevant for the specific task. For our dog forward slash cat classification task, after we have trained the top-level classifier, we can unfreeze the convolutional base mobile net v2 in our case, and then retrain the whole model, or a part of it. And the process generally looks like this. 1. Add your custom network on top of an already trained base network. 2. Freeze the base network. 3. Train the part you added. 4. Unfreeze some layers in the base network. 5. Jointly train both these layers and the part you added. Here we've chosen to unfreeze and train the top layers of the base model alongside the classifier we added. The reasoning here is that the top layers of the base model will be more specialized, while the earlier layers will have learned more generic features, for example edges, textures, colors, so we want to keep the first few layers as they are. It's important to note that training will be slower than before, and that you risk overfitting if you perform fine-tuning on the whole network. That's why it's usually a good idea to fine-tune only the top layers. Fine-tuning should be done with a lower learning rate than used for the initial training with frozen layers, because we typically expect that the pre-trained representations are already quite good, and we don't want to distort them too quickly and too much. A high learning rate might do that. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe and stay humble, endearingly earnest elopes.
singularity is near. Yo. Yo, back at you. 